conquer local. It's really a breath of fresh air. Good times. I help leaders go from anxiety to authority under pressure. And then let's go and get it. It's an ecosystem. The hardest part here is going to be getting me to shut up on this one. Conquer Local with Vendasta. Hosted by Jeff Tomlin. Welcome to the Conquer Local podcast. Our show features successful sales leaders, marketers, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs who will inspire you with their success stories. Each episode is packed with practical strategies as our guests share their secrets to achieving their dreams. Listen in to learn highlights of their remarkable accomplishments and get tips to revamp, rework, and reimagine your business. Whether you're a small business owner, a marketer, or aspiring entrepreneur, the Conquer Local Podcast is your ultimate guide to dominating your local market. Tune in now to take your business to the next level. I'm Jeff Tomlin, and on this episode, we're pleased to welcome Michael Miranda. Michael is the co-founder and CEO of Optonal. He switched tracks early in his career from pre-med to sales, initially excelling in door-to-door sales, which is a very tough gig. He later moved into software industry, thriving as a sales development representative at GitLab and progressing to high-performing account executive roles. Witnessing so many of the challenges of scaling a sales organization, he founded Optonal to leverage AI and boost revenue and sales efficiency. Supported by top investors, including GitLab CEO, Optonal enjoys a successful start. Get ready, Conkers, for Michael Miranda, coming up next on this week's episode of the Conquer Local Podcast. Michael Miranda, coming to us from New York City. Welcome to the Conquer Local Podcast. Thanks so much for having me. Hey, so um, first off, uh, door-to-door sales, extremely difficult job and very difficult to excel at. So you have to tell me a little bit about this journey all the way from pre-med to now co-founder, CEO of, uh, of Optonal. Um, what, did it, what does that journey look like? Yeah, it's a great question. It's a, a little bit of an interesting, non-traditional path, I say. But uh, yes, I was a pre-med student. I didn't, uh, for being pre-med, I didn't actually time my application cycle too well. So I was applying for, uh, I was actually going for like an MD, PhD program. And uh, during that year, my wife and I were also planning to get married. And we didn't have the money to afford the wedding. And I was talking about this with somebody and they mentioned, you know, try getting a sales job. That's the only way you're going to make this type of money that you need as fast as you can. And uh, so I found this company. I was selling windows and doors and roofs, uh, became a, a closer for this door-to-door company. and. Uh, it was a, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, but it was now looking back, it's really valuable experience, but super challenging and just kind of got the bug, just loved the correlation between effort and reward that sales gave and kind of the sort of the immediate reward and immediate gratification. And I just thought, um, you know, why don't I give this a spin, but in an in industry I might, you know, know more about or have some more insight into with software. And so from there, I tried to do what I could to position myself to get into a software company. And I ended up doing that and doing really well in different roles there. And uh, kind of the rest is history. But the, uh, the door-to-door experience was uh, extremely valuable. I think if you're hiring somebody, if you're hiring cold callers or you need, I mean, it's such a uh, job that builds resiliency. I'm still in touch with people there. Uh, I think my, manage, my manager there actually gave me the blueprint for what I think great sales leadership looks like. And uh, so it's just overall kind of serendipitous experience. I, I couldn't think of a, a, a better set of stomping grounds 
to hone your skills as a as a future entrepreneur than uh, than th- that type of line of work. So tell me a little bit about the you know the inspiration for your company here. Yeah, absolutely. So it was interesting when I got to uh, work in software sales. What started happening was, you know, we were I actually worked in an all remote company, and this is pre COVID. And so we were doing a lot of Zoom calling. And once COVID happened, more companies were doing this uh, Zoom calls and started implementing this recording software to kind of just organize the calls and make it really easy to search and find them. And it was amazing. Like I geek out on it, right? I want to see, I'm like, I want to go in and see how Jeff sells. I want to see, go see how my CRO sells, et cetera, et cetera. But most managers and reps, you know, you don't really have time to go back and listen to these calls. It's great that we have the info. Um, but in order to get access, you have to spend hours listening or rewatching. There's not a great way uh, to get insights out of them. Uh, but all the information is there on deal risk, on skill assessment, uh, you know, gaps and pain, all that sort of thing. And so I figured, hey, you know, there should be a more efficient way of doing this, of extracting the information. And as a rep, as a rep, it was just it was a big time suck. And I know a lot of my colleagues just didn't have the time to to commit to it. And so. I thought, hey, you know, I had a couple other ideas around Optonal initially, um, but ultimately it was just like, hey, I think this could drive the most value, especially in a market now where people are kind of totally focused on efficiency, went from, you know, grow at all costs to how can we be efficient and predictable? Yeah. So that's one of the things that you guys focus on. Number one, onboarding. Another thing is, is predictability in sales, which is so, so important to build predictable systems and being able to, uh, I remember one of our early advisors uh, here at Vedasta said, it, you know, when you, as you guys mature the company, you have to be able to predict the future and tell us what's, uh, what, what, you know, what's going to happen. And uh, definitely big job for the people that are managing the sales floors. So talk a little bit about, you know, how, what, what you guys and how you focus on those areas. Yeah, uh, exactly. And it's interesting too, because going from, individual contributor to founder, I didn't have, I mean, I still had like a very loose level of, you know, really the importance of forecasting and being predictable. Like you ask a a typical rep about forecasting, they might be like, oh yeah, that's an annoying pipeline review. You know, my manager doesn't trust what I'm saying. You know, there's a bigger why there. So I think a broader picture, I think organizations can potentially do a better job educating on the why. Um, but really what we do is we try to look at, you know, a lot of the information around a deal comes in these conversations on a call. It's not typically coming in over email. You're usually having a conversation. We talk through buying process, decision process. But what happens is we don't typically take notes really well while we're talking. You know, we can't typically multitask super well. Um, and so what happens is we get off these calls and then we have to go back and we have to clean up our notes to put them into the CRM and Salesforce or something like that. What ends up happening is it just takes too much time. So I put the bare minimum and then you end up getting managers pinging you to be like, Hey, what's the, what's the status here? Can we update the CRM? Cause we're missing some information. So it ends up impacting the whole chain. Um, and so with Optonal, we use AI to essentially pull any of that information you need for your CRM directly from the calls. So you can say, Hey, we need, you know, we need MedPick, we need next steps or whatever your sales methodology is. Maybe as a rep, I even need a follow-up email to be generated. Well, great. You give that to Optonal, you import your calls over and the AI will pull that for you. And then you can import it to the CRM directly in, in a single click. So it's 
the goal is just try to make that information extraction a lot more efficient. You know, um, I've seen a lot of growth in this area. You know, there's uh, there's leaders in it like uh, like Gong, but I I, I when I look at it, I, number one, I don't. It's not a crowded space. Um, there's lots of room in the space, and number two, they're not giving the stuff away for free. So it, that tells me that like there's a lot of room for disruption and innovation in this space. Yeah, I, I agree. Hundred percent agree with you on that one, and. Um, I think there's a huge opportunity with not only the way technology adv- is advancing in the way of AI, but also realizing that you know a lot of these sales tools end up becoming shelfware. And in an environment where you have some extra extra discretionary sp- spend, and you know whoever can go buy whatever tool, um, you know that's that's okay. That gets looked over. But now it's it's almost like now you're seeing a market where you have to be delivering real value. And one of the key things we see with customers is uh, engagement with reps. You know, if reps aren't going to use it, they don't, you know, they're not going to even consider purchasing it. And so it looks like to me, it's basically the space is moving into moving really fast. And I think ultimately it's going to go into a, you know, all in one platform, but it, it goes back from all in one to best of breed. And I think we're still in that best of breed space. And so I think there's an opportunity to do certain parts of the of the cycle really, really, really well, master that, and then move on. I think eventually it'll be an all-in-one thing for sales tools, but I, I don't think we're there yet. So, you know, really important for uh, any type of sales and marketing tool to be able to integrate so that practitioners can stack their technologies. And so, uh, you know, you guys are fairly new into this. Are you guys working hard on integrations right now? Or how, how are you thinking about integrations? Yeah, it's a great question. And that's something we're heavily focused on. So we have integrations with Salesforce and HubSpot, working on some for some additional uh, CRMs as well. Uh, integrated with Gong and, and Google Meet, working on an integration with, uh, with Chorus and with Clary. And it's exactly like what you mentioned. It's just not only the stacking, but it's, hey, don't disrupt my ecosystem because traditionally a lot of these tools take a lot of time to set up. There's a buying cycle. It's a whole thing. Uh, and so my goal was how can we make it as seamless as possible? So to have these integrations set up in one click, uh, now we're kind of um, just launched like a Slack integration. So you don't even have to leave your current ecosystem. You're already in Slack. Just let the your calls will finish let the analysis get delivered to you. You can update the CRM there. We're trying to make it really simple. We're not trying to pull people away from uh, their current ecosystem. You know, that, I think that that's, uh, that's an interesting way to look at things. And, and I think it's really smart too, because salespeople, they, they look at a lot of tools as overhead. They don't wanna have to do more things than they're already doing. They want to be on the phone. They want to be selling because that's where where they where, you know where they make the money or where whether it's face to face. So you know, depending on what what whatever the model is, and yeah. so it, it's important that you don't take away their 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 time. And there's a so there's a the challenge is becoming a value add without you know putting a lot on the, uh, on the rep to have to do things to 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 get value from the tool at the end of the day. Eh? It's so true, and it's it's challenging because you don't often you don't have the time, like there's a lot of great tools that if you go into their UI and you explore it and you use it, it could be really valuable. But oftentimes you just don't even have the time to do that. You know, you're managing different deals and now account executives that have traditionally 
just fielded inbound or, you know, you're just fielding kind of warm leads or current accounts. Now you're being asked to go out and get new accounts or do some new pipeline generation, do some cold calling. So you're exercising these muscles that maybe have never been exercised or haven't been exercised in a long time. So the time is so precious that it's like anything additional is almost like decision fatigue or overhead, even if it is an amazing tool. And so that's kind of the, some of the insights we've seen as well, where, you know, we see reps that are like, hey, this value is amazing, but I don't really like having to go into your, your UI. And that feedback led us to being like, oh, well, we'll just deliver the results you need in Slack. And that's that's been really positive. So I, I totally agree. I think that's a gr- really great point. Right on. So, so as you get into the value proposition and you're, you're explaining the tool to sales teams and specifically to sales leaders in an organization right now, um, how, how are you delivering that value proposition? What are the key benefits to organizations that are working with you right now? Yeah, so it's, it's interesting. We have been learning that depending on who I'm speaking with, it's going to be a little bit different. So actually, the majority of uh, the folks I speak with initially or end up speaking with that are driving this are uh, in the RevOps uh, space. I think that role is going to increasingly uh, play an important piece. And I think it's just growing um, in sort of responsibility. And so when I speak with RevOps, there's a lot of conversations where you know the board their board is typically saying, hey, AI is here. I think it can help us. What are you doing to help us drive efficiency with AI? And what happens is when we talk to RevOps, that's the main story is, hey, we know that you really have very limited insights to drive if you have nothing in your CRM. Like CRM hygiene is, is the, the big piece for them. So our thought is like the CRM use, the updating the CRM use cases are kind of our land, I would say where it, it benefits everybody across the board. The rep is like, I don't want to go into the CRM and clean up my notes and transfer things. If I can just update it one click, great. Sales managers, hey, if I don't have to ping you to update this, awesome. RevOps, hey, if we can uh, you know, have some of this data and we have CRM hygiene, we can get some insights and make some better decisions on this, awesome. But as people learn more, like when I, then when we, once we get engaged and start talking to sales manager, it's like, Hey, if you're only reviewing one or two calls a week from your reps, by the way, that's huge accomplishment because if you have five reps, that's already a lot of calls and a lot of time. But it's like, hey, why don't you give us your coaching criteria, put your scorecard criteria or your coaching criteria in Doptonal, and then you don't have to look at one or two calls per rep. You could look at every single call every week, and the AI will organize the feedback for you so you can coach effectively. And that, you know, it's that's what they want to do. They want to they want to level up their team. And uh, that's kind of what we help with. And then with reps, it's, you know, something as simple as like, um, hey, I can I can get a follow up email drafted for you and you don't have to go into the CRM to update anything. And that seems to be kind of the driver. Those are two huge use cases. So I mean, scaling coaching is a big challenge for organizations. And, you know, how do we how do we manage more heads and and, and be able to level up the whole team? And then on the RevOps side, um, I mean, I see that use case is probably even more important right now, given today's economic climate, because um, while RevOps is becoming more and more important for organizations, um, you know, people are cutting back costs right now and appealing back teams and, and where they're not cutting the costs necessarily is on their, co- uh, their quota carrying reps and their, their code committing developers, right? And, and 
so the areas that tend to you know get get clipped and they look for efficiency is in areas that aren't directly revenue generating like the reps so it it, it seems like that that must be really resonating right now yeah very much so and it's also it's it's fascinating because you know you even have situations where if you have the visibility and the predictability then you know you kind of have confidence on who you need and what you need if you have no visibility then you're like, do we actually need all these people? Do we have? Do we need? So when you have the predictability, it also helps preserve uh, jobs that you may prematurely let go of because you just don't have have the insight into. And so, for us, it's really resonating just around uh, the efficiency piece. And it's funny because you know initially uh, onboarding was a big use case, and then you know hiring is paused in a lot of organizations, and then it becomes efficiency, and it kind of works in both ways. Uh, but I think it's incredibly, uh, it's been an incredibly powerful message. And I think people get it. Like we, you know, can show them it works out of the box. That's another fun thing they like is how long is this going to take to implement? Like, oh, it works out of the box. We set Amazing. you up in 20 minutes and, you know, and then we have another 20, 30 minute call with your reps to just show them how it works. Um, and that's it. It's, it's pretty. So for them, it's like, oh, that's efficient. Right on. So, so as you get into the value proposition and you're, you're explaining the tool to sales teams and specifically to sales leaders in an organization right now, um, how, how are you delivering that value proposition? What are the key benefits to organizations that are working with you right now? Yeah, that, that's a really great question. So it's, it's fascinating because we're starting now to get more interest from bigger organizations. And you know how that is. It's, you know, there's the the vendor onboarding stuff. It's a lot more complex and it's a lot just to get people using, uh, try, you know, trying out the product, getting them in there. Uh, with smaller organizations, we just, I just had this conversation with someone a couple of weeks ago uh, that really just kind of blew my mind where they're so interested because the way that they see Optonal is they spent some money um, for training. Uh, you know, sales methodology, they're trying to get predictable, not a huge investment, but enough to just get everyone speaking the same language. And, you know, and what they see Optonal as is kind of a, an, an easy button to measure adoption and get that mature sales process in place. And so it's like, we don't need to invest a whole lot more money uh, to measure this or to have some complex reporting on it. We can kind of use Optonal to do that. So they're like, hey, we can use this as a way to implement this and make us a lot more mature of a sales organization very quickly. And then for the bigger orgs, it seems like the focus is really, uh, hey, we know we have this information sitting here. We know we're not looking at it efficiently. We know we can be a lot more buttoned up uh, in our approach. And that seems to be kind of the more of the piece that's resonating for them. Amazing. Uh, if you had a few key takeaways for the audience, uh, how, how would you enumerate those? Yeah, that's a great, uh, great question. I think the first thing I would say is, there's a couple things. I think, you know, because we talked to some career, we talked a lot product, we talked a lot about the current market state. I think one of the biggest takeaways right now is it's a really challenging market. It's a really challenging market to sell. And I think one of the big things is, for us, is just having a ton of conversations to understand what is the piece that people are focused on and how can we deliver value in those areas. And I think it's helpful to just like have those conversations, reach out to someone you may not know that 
is in a persona you're selling to, right? Because it's a really tough environment. And I think because it's a challenging environment, people are starting to, you know, potentially look for other jobs and listen, do whatever is best. But I think a, an early mentor of mine gave me some great advice, which was, you know, if you're going to leave somewhere, make sure you're running towards something and not running away from from everything. The grass is not a, always greener on the other side. Um, and I think the second uh, takeaway I would say is um, efficiency and predictability are incredibly important. And as a rep, this is understanding this sooner than later is going to prepare you so well for management or leadership or entrepreneurship, you know, whatever it is that you want to pursue. And then the third thing, like keep working on the sales skills, the hard stuff. If you're in a door to door environment or you're going uh, into these difficult conversations, if you're cold calling, you're facing rejection, this is all building incredible resilience. That's useful everywhere. Like you, everything is selling. And so just remember that you're building an incredibly valuable skill set that's that's valuable in any marketplace, in any environment, any uh, type of situation. And so just encouraging uh, to stick with it and keep building skills. And uh, yeah, I think those are probably my, my takeaways. I love it. I love it. Michael Miranda, company's called Optonal, coming to us from New York City. Hey, thank you so much for taking some money. Your very valuable time in your day to sit down and chat with us on the uh, on the Conquer Local podcast. I, uh, I bid you a fond uh, farewell and hope you come back and uh, give us an update on how you guys are doing in the uh, not too distant future. If people wanted to get a hold of you, uh, how do they reach out? Yeah, so they could reach out on LinkedIn at Z Michael Miranda, or they can go to optonal.com if they want to see a demo, see how it works. You can sign up for a demo, we'll walk you through it. Uh, but yes, thank you so much for having me on. This was an absolute pleasure and I would love to come back and uh, have some great positive updates. Great. Look forward to doing it all over again in the future. Thank you so much. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. What an interesting conversation with Michael. The sales tool market is challenging and to succeed, it's crucial to focus on delivering value to customers and understanding what they're focused on and their very specific use cases. By finding ways to provide efficiency and predictability in the sales process can make a significant difference. Emphasizing the importance of continuously improving sales skills, building resilience and staying adaptable is vital for success, regardless of the market or environment. The learning and experience gained in sales can be a valuable asset for personal growth and career advancement, even for very different leadership and management roles. If you've enjoyed Michael Miranda's episode discussing transforming sales coaching with AI, revisit some of our older episodes from the archives. Check out episode 613, Building Relationships with Handwritten Notes with Rick Elmore, or episode 550 and 551, a two-part episode on the future of artificial intelligence with Paul Zakopoulos. Until next time, I'm Jeff Tomlin. Get out there and be awesome. You've been listening to the Conquer Local podcast presented by Vendasta. Tune in next week for a new episode. Guest discovery and produced by Suleiman Adam. Marketing by Rory Lawford, Nicole Lozon, and Suleiman Adam. Executive producers, Brendan King, Jeff Tomlin, and Suleiman Adam. Recorded at Vendasta headquarters on the Canadian prairies.